Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Well, we want to welcome you back once again to the Corner of Truth and Courage. These last few days I've been playing for you some shows that I recorded last year uh, dealing with the growing teaching of Marxism and some of the other um, destructive ideologies that are being embraced by our youth in our high schools, in our colleges, being taught by our teachers and professors, ideologies and uh, thoughts that are counter to Christianity, counter to American values, in trying to create a different, a new America, not the one that we were founded with. And uh, I've been warning that if our nation does not cease and stop and uh, turn from its sins, uh, our angering of God, we're kindling the anger of God. 65 times we find that term in the Bible about uh, the wrath of God being kindled. And, um, you know, we are tempting God to bring judgment upon us. And I believe we are seeing the secure establishment of enemies. Uh, we've been talking about Islam for over a decade. The last uh, three years, I've been noticing that of, um, of Marxism. And so we've got the Muslims and we've got Marxism. And it is um, a, f- a storm that I don't know if America will survive from. And so God um, is ready to unleash his judgment. Uh, the enemies are ready. The enemies are within the gate. Uh, the fox is in the chicken house, so to speak. We better wise up and we better um, start praying for our nation, seriously. Now, we can avert judgment. We really can. Um, God does listen to our prayers. And we call out to God to have mercy upon our nation and to return our nation, to give a little bit more uh, mercy and time for us to clean up our own house, then he won't have to clean it up for us. But if we refuse, if we do not repent, Uh, then I believe God is going to bring his hand of justice upon us. Uh, So today what I want to talk to you about is kind of the development of Islam around the world and some of the thoughts and the development. But first let me turn to Canada, and it's not Islam. I kind of want to bring in the Marxism, how uh, Marxism is aspiring and growing even up in Canada to our north a managing editor by the name of David Mastrasi, Mastraki, I'm not sure how you would say his name. Uh, he publishes a, um, you know, a, a piece up there in Canada. If you go to his uh, websites and uh, Facebook pages, he is considered um, as verified, meaning that his social media accounts are verified, meaning that, the, that they consider... Mastraki's views as being notable in government, news, entertainment, and other designated category. Now, I, on the other hand, Fortress of Faith and many other Christians, are unverified. In other words, 
we do not have that stamp of approval that our opinions and that our considerations are not in agreement with their philosophies, and so therefore we are unverified. And that's why we get harassed by social media and so on there. Now, uh, Mastraki has uh, published in the Globe, in the Mail, in the uh, Vice Views, Canada Land, Huffington Post, BuzzFeed News, etc. And so he is well written. Here's what he said just recently, February 23rd. This was interesting. He published the following tweet where he advocated that the Canadian government should send weapons to Hamas. So here's a proclaimed aspiring uh, Marxist, as he described himself uh, in his uh, newsletters, saying that the Canadian government, we should support Hamas. What's Hamas? That is clearly a terrorist organization started by the Muslim Brotherhood, um, bent on the complete destruction of Israel. They run um, uh, the Gaza Strip and uh, are implanted there in Israel to bring its aid. When we see the firing of missiles and stuff like that, it is Hamas that's doing that. And so here's someone that is considered bona fide in his views, publishing in Canada, (coughs) suggesting that the Canadian government should send weapons to Hamas. All right, let's move on. And I've been warning about this that I'm going to share with you. I call it, I call it uh, the cultural jihad. Jihad is not just war and fighting and bloodshed. Jihad simply means the struggle against evil. And Islam considers the West, Christianity, and our values as evil. So therefore, they are trying to uh, immigrate and, and promote uh, their, their value system, their way, and basically, um, you know, we, it's mainly Sharia law. Well, they're also trying to get into our schools and into our government and to establish more Muslim uh, ways of life. For example, observing their Eid holidays. Their Eids are their high holy days. There's two of them. Uh, one at the end of, of their fasting there of Ramadan and the other one of celebrating Abraham taking his son up to be sacrificed. No, it wasn't Isaac, according to the Quran. It was Ishmael. So they celebrate these two holidays. And now in Minnesota, where we have very large Muslim concentrations, the school boards, three of their school boards, have now voted to observe Islamic holidays. And so now, non-Muslims will have to observe them, <clears throat> even though they don't practice the religion. So they're enforcing on non-Muslims the practice of Islamic celebrations here in these United States. And I've been warning you about this. This has been, I've been telling you, it's been coming. If you will recall, Ilan Omar comes out of, you know, she's a congresswoman, and she is there from that area. And when she was sworn into government, she was sworn in on a Quran. This should not be any surprise. Muslims have been doing that for a long time. The Quran does not base itself 
upon our value system. In fact, uh, the Quran actually encourages Muslims to lie to the non-Muslim. And so they come in with other uh, loyalties, claiming that they're loyal to the Constitution, and they claim it on a book that is diametrically opposed to the Constitution. Freedom of religion, freedom of speech. Islam means submission. Submit, get in order, get in line. Don't speak against me. Don't speak against Allah and so on there. And so um, we need to certainly be aware of that. Talib, another Muslim in Congress from Michigan, she's an immigrant coming into our country from the Middle East. She speaks to the Times, to the New York Times, about her surprise when she became a congresswoman. This just was released on March the 3rd. And she uh, was speaking about how she and Ilan Omar and everything else were treated poorly, not only by Republicans, but even Democrats in her own party, her own colleagues, holding bigoted, what she called bigoted views about Muslims. She hinted, you know, she could expect that from the Republicans, but not from her Democratic colleagues. She described encountering both subtle and blatant bigotry when she and the Democratic Representative Ilan Omar first arrived in Congress back in 2019. She said, I guess I was naive, quote, unquote, in not understanding how bipartisan Islamophobia is in Congress. Well, there you have it. Here's something that you need to be aware of. Uh, let's see. A terrorist came into our southern border. Uh, no surprises there. I don't think anyone should be surprised. Last November, uh, he swam across the Rio Grande in uh, the Rio Grande into Texas. He's a Lebanese-born Venezuelan immigrant. His name is Isam Bazit. He is on the FBI's terror watch list. In fact, he is a Category Five member on the terrorist watch group because we're having so many of these people coming into our country even of late 25,000 turned themselves in the border in December 22,000 turned themselves in in January according to the Department of Homeland Security of these undocumented immigrants Bazi was collected fingerprinted and his identity became known and flagged to the FBI he was interrogated, as he should have been. But here's the horror. Biden's um, handlers released him into the United States public to allow him to go through the process, just like any other of these immigrants, so-called immigrants, into our country. So the 50-year-old was released. And so now, February the 16th Republican Congress members asked the House of Democrats for permission to hold a hearing about the decision to release a suspected Islamic terrorist into these United States. Well, I believe that there needs to be an explanation for that. Well, there's a little bit of good news. We'll close with this. Uh, remember April 2013, a terror attack was uh, unleashed at the uh, Boston Marathon. We saw great tragedy that day. Three were killed and 255 others were bloodily uh, maimed and, and harmed and some permanently. Uh, 
And the two brothers, the Sarnaev brothers, that actually I think came from Chechnya or you know somewhere over there in the uh, the old USSR. These are Muslims that immigrated here. The older brother, uh, Tamron, died on that day as he was resisting arrest. But his younger brother, uh, Zokar, survived and was found guilty of the crime of, uh, of what was done that day and terrorism and so on there. And he was sentenced to death. But the first U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals back in 2020 ruled that the trial uh, was done improperly and excluded evidence that could have shown Sarnaev uh, was deeply influenced by his older brother, Tamarin, and therefore not really guilty of the crime himself. Well, the Supreme Court just handed down their decision, and they voted 6-3 to three to reinstate Sarnaev back onto the death roll and to face his death sentence for his heinous crimes against America. So, folks, at least we do have a little bit of um, good news that justice has prevailed. It's never a joy to see any life uh, brought to an end, but that is the consequence. And if we don't have, if we're not going to be a nation of law and order, then we will have no order. It's our laws that keep order here and keeps crime with, uh, to a minimum. Without it, uh, crime will run rampant. Well, folks, that's going to be it for today and for this week. Now, next week, we'll be beginning our spring fundraiser campaign. This Sunday, we'll be setting the clocks forward. We'll be losing an hour, but that's always the signal for our spring fundraiser, and that'll be beginning next week. I hope you'll join us. Thank you for your support, and may God bless you this weekend.